0: Welcome to the Worship Room Podcast. My name is Marella Ironside, and this is the place where we will talk about anything and everything. If it's in the Bible, it stays on the table. Welcome back to part three of Unveiling the Enemy's Weapons. We have a lot to unpack again today, and I know it's going to be super powerful. How do I know? Well, you would not believe the obstacles the enemy's been putting in my way this last week or so. I have a pretty good idea. We're going to be talking about some things he does not want you to hear. But we also know our God is in control. He will have the final say. He will have his way. And we just need to be faithful. So let us pray. Father, we thank you once again for who you are. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Jesus, we love you so, so much. Thank you for loving us first, for leaving us your Holy Spirit as the greatest teacher we could ever ask for. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would continue to open our eyes, open our ears, and open our hearts to your truth, to your love that you have for each one of us, and that you would continue to equip us and prepare us for such a time as this. We ask all these things in your name, Jesus, amen. Men. So today we are going to be talking about the weapon of domination and the weapon of accusation. Now, this topic of domination was the missing puzzle piece to my book that I had mentioned in a previous episode. I wrote my book about 15 years ago. And like I said, it sat on the shelf for a long, long time. And it wasn't until God brought me to this very specific place and really opened my eyes and as he removed the veil he revealed this spirit of domination and really unveiled uh, to me a lot of things within his word and within certain situations and I knew this was it this was the puzzle piece that I didn't even know that he had waiting for me and he made it very clear I was to put it in my book. And I know that there are those that are listening on here that understand and have experienced, unfortunately, this weapon of domination, or have encountered uh, a dominating spirit. And I think we can all agree that it's not pleasant. We seem to be hearing the word dominate and domination pop up a lot more and not just from the world's podiums, but unfortunately from so many of today's pulpits. You know, before I go any further, um, I think it's really important that we have a better understanding of what these words mean. And so in Webster's Dictionary, the definition of dominate is to have an exert, mastery, control, preeminence to occupy a more elevated or superior position and the definition of domination is to have supremacy or preeminence over another exercise of mastery or ruling power exercise of preponderant governing or controlling influence and the definition of domineering is to incline to exercise arbitrary and overbearing control over others. So this desire to dominate or be domineering is nothing new. This has been the desire of man's flesh, as we've discussed in previous episodes from the beginning of time in humanity. And... An attribute you will always find at the root of all evil is this. It's domination. It's not popularity and it's not prosperity. That's the driving force within the hearts of mankind. It's power. And I've said this before. Uh, Often the money and the uh, popularity and position, um, all these things men strive for is really um, to get to that goal of having power. It's the need to rule or have control on some sort of level, um, not just within our own lives, but in the lives of others. And this is the ultimate desire of every sinful heart and every lost soul. Without Jesus, this is who we all would be. This is who we all were before we came to Christ. We had nothing good within us before we came to Jesus. And we need to be mindful of that. And we also need to be very mindful before we continue any further. This is not flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle and I never want us to forget that. And when we're talking about Uh, these different weapons, when we're talking about specific um, subject matters or experiences, I just never want us to forget that and keep it at the forefront of our minds as uh, as we move on here. So what the enemy does not want us to know is that the urge to dominate would not be as powerful if there were not so many people willing to follow. Most of the evil that we're seeing in the world today Is happening because there's people that believe 100% in the domineering leader's vision and mission. We can take a look at uh, history and we can see um, some of the more popular or well-known, what we'd say, evil organizations such as Nazis and the KKK or even ISIS. Um, These are things that we may think automatically of and are a lot more obvious. And, but when you really stop to think about it, none of these organizations or movements would have been as powerful as they were or are if it was only about one person. If there's only one person involved, it was about one domineering person who had this evil, selfish vision that convinced and conditioned. Those that were willing to listen to follow him. And what we have to understand, there's always going to be leaders in the world. And there will be, always be the people um, that will want to dominate and rule and have this ultimate power. Um, this has always been the sinful nature of man's heart. And the Bible says, the heart of man is wicked. Who can possibly understand it? And we're seeing that unfold more and more in the world today. It's crazy. But you know what? Um, none of this would be where it's at if there weren't people that are willing to get on board with these uh, unethical movements and... Uh, organizations that are so anti-God and they uh, follow and believe the lies of these leaders and um, false teachers. And uh, yeah, it's not overnight. It happens little by little. And it is the the followers uh, that they need that fuel their addiction for domination and ultimately leads to their destruction. Uh, What's really sad is really actually so many are leading um, so many people down the wrong road. And uh, they honestly believe, they really do believe, um, that who they're following is uh, leading them in the ways of truth and life but the truth of the matter is that so many are being led down a dead end road by these leaders who are master manipulators they're professional liars and we're seeing more and more of these false teachers coming into our churches and they're just masquerading as someone that is Super spiritual. And at the same time, they're misrepresenting the gospel. And one thing I've come to see and learn and something I experienced was that when you try to leave a dominating environment or organization, whatever you want to call it, Some people may want to label it as a cult. Um, However you want to say it, it's almost impossible to get out. And unfortunately, many don't. Um, They know if they do, then they'll also become a target, right? They're watching, they're, they're observing what happens to people that end up leaving, Right? And whether it be consciously or subconsciously, these dominating leaders, this spirit of control will let you know. And it's, again, it's a process of conditioning. And, um, you know, we can see in the Bible, that, you know, evil has a really powerful pull, right? And it always loves to give the appearance of something exceptionally beautiful, um, often deeply meaningful, and it can be intriguing and seducing and really exciting, right? That's, that's what's enticing, you know? Um, it's, again, very subtle and it's very strategic. That's what makes it so evil, And it's one thing when we see this domination, this need to dominate in the world, that's nothing new. Yes, we're seeing more and more of it now. But when we start to see that same spirit being promoted or encouraged or active within a church... That's something to be concerned about. That's when we need to wake up and go, okay, how did we get here? Although it shouldn't surprise us because God's word does tell us that in the last days, we're going to experience more and more of these false teachers and these dominating leaders, um, Coming into the churches misrepresenting the Word of God and the gospel and um leading people uh, astray in the name of jesus and um you know um, it's it's often you don't really see it or understand um, what it is until you are in a situation or in an organization long enough um, to really discover the real foundation that is built upon. And what you start to see again is this pattern and it's the same bricks that are um, laid layer by layer. And it's manipulation and intimidation and humiliation and seduction and stimulation and idolization and domination you know so when we talk about um maybe a cult and you really study cults these are the things that are at the foundation of all of them right they may all have a different vision a different mission uh different leaders with different personalities but when you really examine take the time to really examine them, you see they have all these things in common. And so that should be something we just need to really be aware of. And again, not live in fear, but we do once again, need to be in God's word and listening to what he's saying and being open to opening our eyes to what he's revealing uh, to us in his word and within uh, certain situations that we find ourselves in, to not turn a blind eye, to not dismiss it, to not excuse it or downplay it, right? Um, There's reasons for it, and we need to be tuning into the Holy Spirit and some things that I was learning and observing over the years was that wherever there was this weapon of domination being used or a dominating spirit that was strongly present, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially, it can be so devastating for so many. And what's really upsetting is when this word dominates or the word dominion is taken out of context for the purpose of having control over people. Now, God's word does talk about us having dominion, which means governing authority. And he talks about this in Genesis 1.26. He says this, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. Now this is a beautiful thing when we're not desiring our own pedestal. And when we're humbling ourselves to God's sovereignty and holy authority. And this is an incredible responsibility that we all need to take seriously when it comes to stewarding the Word of God and everything He has entrusted into our hands. Biblical dominion should always reflect God's glory and sovereignty because it reveals His goodness and His greatness to us. The above verse I just read is not meant to be used as an excuse to abuse anything or anyone that's ever been placed under our care. You know, it's so the enemy to want to misplace our identity and mishandle God's authority or misrepresent God's sovereignty and he does it so carefully and so strategically. And so we just need to be very much aware of his strategies. And the impact of this weapon that it has on us and those around us. You know, he just, the enemy loves to play on words. And he twists God's word in the attempt to establish his own kingdom and his own dominion. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to, he takes God's word and says, yeah, God, God's word says this, but he takes it out of context. And if you're really listening really closely, you can hear it in the tone when it's being delivered. It's not Jesus it's not the holy spirit there's a harshness there's a demand there's a need there's a thirst that you can hear in someone that is needing to be in a position of power or uh using this weapon of domination or operating in a in a dominating spirit right And we need to be very mindful once again to be in God's Word so we're reminded of what the fruit of the Spirit looks like, sounds like, behaves like so that we're not deceived by the careful little twists of the the Scriptures by those that want to mislead and cause um cause people to go astray and um in the attempts to establish again their own kingdom it says in psalms 8 verse 6 you have given him dominion over the works of your hands you have put all things under his feet now this verse I find is often taken out of context because it's not talking about us. It's talking about Jesus. That all things have been given to him. He has dominion over everything. And God has put everything under his feet. Right? And we do have authority in the name of Jesus we are given authority by the power of the holy spirit but it's within boundaries it's within the under, with the understanding of god's holiness and righteousness and sovereignty there should never be pride that comes with operating in and through the authority of Jesus Christ. It it's very humbling. So it should never be with a spirit that's domineering or demanding. It should be the very opposite. And unfortunately, we are in the days where we are witnessing this weapon of domination being used and this domineering spirit really coming into so many churches and taking over the pulpits, especially in North America. You know, the enemy has seen an open door and he has seized the opportunity to devour the vulnerable and divide God's people. And you know, I will say this again over and over. We must know the truth like we've never known it before. And understand that our Lord and Savior is the one who sits on the throne forever and ever. He is the one who has dominion over all creation on earth As it is in heaven. And it says in Peter 5.11, To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. You know, if we are to examine God's word really closely, we'll see how he uses these words, dominate and domination. And we can see it from a biblical perspective. um, So we can keep things in, in context. And the word dominate is mentioned in the Bible fifteen times. And there's only one incidence that I could find that it was mentioned in a positive light as when in Genesis 1, 17, 18, he talks about the sun and the stars will dominate the day and the night. And the word domination is mentioned thirty four times in scripture. And this refers to uh, either God delivering his people from the domination of their enemies because of their obedience, or allowing them to remain under the domination of their enemies because of their disobedience. These are the only two situations I saw the word domination being used in scripture. And what's really sad is that we are actually living in the days where the latter is taking place. And not just within our society, but within the church body. And this is why we need an awakening. And we must remain steadfast in these uncertain times. And this is where we need to encourage ourselves with God's word, no matter what we're seeing or what we're experiencing. Because it's God's word that tells us that it's not going to get easier for those that really are true followers of Jesus, it's not. But at the same time, it's really exciting to know that all these things are the signs that our King is coming. and that's where we can encourage ourselves and encourage one another, right? And that's where we need to understand, too, that we're living each day to the fullest, right? And so I just want to wrap it up here uh, when it comes to this weapon of domination uh, because I want to quickly cover the weapon of accusation. But I want to read Psalm 9710 and then I'll leave it at that. Hate evil, you who love the Lord. He guards the lives of those who love him, delivering them from domination by the wicked. Amen. And we just have to leave it in his hands, understanding that, once again, we're to hate what God hates, and we're to love what God loves. And when we do that, it'll really protect us and keep us out of a lot of trouble. And so now I want to talk about the weapon of accusation. And I've discovered that if the enemy is finding that none of the other weapons are working effectively, this is one he often saves for last. And this weapon can be highly effective in bringing even the strongest person of faith to a place of discouragement, despair, and defeat. When false accusations are made, whether it's from a direct, uh, blatant attack on someone's character or just simply planting seeds of doubts in, in someone else's mind, Um, it causes us to question who we are in the attempts to disrupt and uh, derail our purpose. And so what do we do when this happens? And I know it's happened to all of us. Um, I'm sure there's not one of us here on this podcast today that have not faced uh, false accusations in some way or another. Maybe for some of us it's been more serious than others, or that we have falsely accused others, misinterpreted a situation, or misunderstood something that was communicated, and we uh, made a, uh, a false accusation. It's, it's not good. It's, it's very damaging, and it's very, and very hurtful, and um, God takes these things very seriously. And so it's crucial that we hold fast to the Word of God well continuously praying um and just ready to release you know the praise and um and, and and proclamation of his word from the heart that really is in line with with his heart you know and the truth of his word and walking in love and you know it's it's just really not enough to just be um a good christian this is not going to protect us from the collateral, you know, the, the, the collateral damage that comes from the aftermath of a spiritual attack. It's not. You know, I'm always one that's been sensitive to what people think of me. And this is one where uh, the enemy gets me. And um, he's when I've given when I've given him opportunity, I need to say that. The assault of this weapon can be brutal. Uh, Its purpose is to strip away our identity, leaving us feeling abused, used, and confused. The enemy will try anything and everything to keep us from knowing the truth of who we are in Christ. Knowing Jesus in our head is one thing, but knowing him within the depths of our soul is life-changing. It is through our repentance and his acceptance that makes all the difference for each one of us. So when we're walking confidently in God's authority and in a spirit of humility, we will not be shaken and we will not be taken out by the lies of the enemy. This is where we need to live continuously. And so for those of us that truly belong to Jesus, then, you know, we can't be surprised when we find ourselves facing um, various trials and tribulations that often come to us in the form of an accusation. And so we understand we're not alone. I mean, this is just part of uh again, living in this fallen world. And uh, you know but God again, once again has given us his his weapons and, and this is where I, I'm I'm getting really excited because uh there's the next few episodes we're gonna be now um talking about the armor of god and and the weapons he's given us because um it's powerful it's powerful and and we often just take these things so lightly and we don't understand what god has really truly equipped us with uh what he's given us and we and we fail to know how to use it i know i lived years like that you know of of um we're just being raised in a christian home and and just attending church um uh all you know and 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 just doing all the right things um and and uh playing the part is just not enough right we just have to really genuinely have a very intimate real relationship with Jesus Christ if we're going to be able to have a, a an understanding of of how to use the weapons that he has given each one of us to um overcome um and and guard ourselves with these weapons such as accusation when they come our way you know and um in matthew 5 11, it says blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me and that is something we need to just really digest and really understand that it really is an honor and a privilege when we are testifying of his goodness and declaring the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if people want to persecute us, criticize, mock, scoff, whatever it may be, falsely accuse, because of this then we need to rejoice knowing that god's word said you are blessed when this happens right and so i think i'm going to leave it on that note again um i just trust that you've been blessed by this episode and uh now we're going to move on to the bigger and the better things and i'm just so excited And I just thank you for joining me. And as always, um, I trust that you will have a blessed and beautiful day. And we will go out with a praise. Have a good one.
1: Without the excuses, without the facade, there's no pretending, hearing.